Welcome home. I'm Kirsten. And I'm Graham. And this podcast is the home at class you wish you'd been offered. We're two moms aspiring to create gracious homes that are welcoming and functional, all while dealing with real life schedules, budgets, and children. Stick with us and we'll share and show what we know, what we've learned, where we've messed up, and how to fix it. For everything we can't make up, we'll bring in the best experts we can find. You're listening to Welcome Home. On today's episode, we're talking about health and wellness as it relates to our houses. We're getting all sciency and not trying to get too freaked out about all the gross stuff lurking in our homes. Dive in with us to learn some easy cleaning hacks to make our homes a little bit safer. Plus, lint, the silent killer, the resurgence of the famous horsehair mattress, and enough vodka to kill everything. All that and more on this week's episode of Welcome Home. Welcome home, Kirsten. Welcome home, Graham. You beat me to the punch. Well, we're talking about punch today. Vodka punch. Um, no, today's guest is going to pack a one-two punch. Oh, my gosh. I'm wow, like, you're on, on a, pod- fire on a podcasting roll. Fire, fire. Um, actually, we talk a lot about fire in the podcast. This is an interesting <laughs> one. <laughs> if you are wondering how we will hit flame retardant things, vodka, and Honestly, you will learn something. Um, the power of ultraviolet rays. This Which is... is highly overrated, apparently. Yes. You know what's you... interesting? Vodka's flammable, right? Good point. This is what I'm saying. We solve one problem, we cause another problem. Wait, you guys are going to like this. Today we're interviewing <laughs> Courtney Lebedzinski, and she is the founder of Wholesome Houses, which is a website that we find quite interesting. And we don't want to freak you guys out too much, and Courtney does not either. But Courtney's goal is kind of shining the light, and I don't think we touched upon this in our pre-interview, on the fact that we spend a heck of a lot of time feeding our children healthy food and trying to, you know, make our bodies healthier and meditate and do, you know, just constant improvement, constant improvement. And she kind of has a theory that all the time we spend in our homes, there are silent killers. I feel like an age. I feel like, I feel like it's like a five o'clock news segment. Dun, 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 the silent killers lurking in your home. Wait, as someone who oh. used to host the, I guess, anchor, not host, anchor know, the five o'clock right news, can alley. I just, oh, I feel like doing that so hard. And coming up after the break, what silent killer is lurking in your laundry machine? Laundry room, <laughs> laundry room. It was just off the cuff, G, off the cuff. Okay. Yeah. No, let's be honest though. Are either one of us particularly crunchy? No, absolutely not. Are either one of us particularly concerned with health hazards we can't see? Oh, clearly not. I mean. <laughs> right. And you know what? We were both freaked out to do this because we're kind of like, do we even want to talk to her and find out what we don't know? What we don't know can't hurt us. We prefer to live in ignorance, which is bliss. Yeah. And the truth is, I actually um, learned quite a bit yeah. and um, and was not grossed out as much as I thought it would be. And I wasn't so like, oh, well, you know, just throw up your hands because there's nothing you can do. There's actually quite a bit you can do. And it really wasn't anything that's going to be like a spend a million dollars, devote hours and hours a week to this process. Like she gave us a lot of really useful, um, attainable ideas, I would say. Absolutely. And she had, she backed it up with some science or at least some sciencey jargon. So um, that's good enough for us. <laughs> okay. Also, can we talk about just, I feel like we should start, like if we had a daily show, we would start every, every episode with like, these are the corrections from last week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> 
the Wall Street Journal posts right. the you right. know the mistakes, and it's usually like two like oh we should have capitalized you know the D uh, and dictator in the fourth paragraph when right. we were talking about you know totally whatever. our apologies to Mr. Smith. Yes, exactly. Um, so here's the thing. Can I just go back to last week's episode, which was um the one on wardrobe styling? Okay. I just want everyone to be very clear. Graham talked a lot about my tube top wearing. <laughs> You're cute in tube tops. Right. A- I'm 39 years old. I just want everyone to know, She, if you didn't catch it, it was in college, Kirsten rocked a tube top. In, there was a lot of You've talk been about But I really, I don't stressed don, out about this? Well, I mean, as I'm listening, I'm like, gosh, do people think I'm just hanging out in tube tops all day long? Like, I don't know. Well, I just odds felt are like- they're going to come back at some point in time. I don't know. I mean, I- everything does, like the midriff thing. Like, oh, you see college kids today wearing like the midriff stuff and it looks and with like the high jeans a la 90s and I think it didn't look good then it doesn't look why oh no no I actually already mistake? bought I already bought some high-waisted jeans I'm super excited um but no yeah but you're gonna wear them with a sensible shirt oh right? I'm gonna wear a sensible shirt but that's what I'm saying is like if tube tops come back it doesn't matter like there are things that are just never gonna be my look anymore well, okay. Right. Agree to disagree. However, you you looked nice. I was giving you a compliment. That was a nice thing for me to do. Um, yes. Well, we, I'm sure, will have a lot of redactions to make after this upcoming interview, but let's get to it. Courtney Lebedzinski has shared her time and talents with us, and we think you will get some nuggets of data. Welcome home. Courtney, we are thrilled to have you on the show today. Welcome all the way from the Grand Island of Florida. Um, not Florida's not an island. I know. <laughs> but she's on an island. Right? I am. I am on an island. Yes. Okay. Navarre Beach. Florida yes. has <laughs> islands attached to it. Okay. I, I want you... Florida an island. Like that. No. <laughs> it's, an, it's an isthmus, right? Um, it is. It is an isthmus. Um, okay. Go ahead and freak us out. Like scare us. Here's, what I, here's the structure I want for this interview. I want you to scare don't us. Don't freak us out so much. Freak us out a little, and then we're going to rein you in. And okay. Give us 72% freak out. <laughs> well, I have 73 prepared. Is that all right? Perfect. Aww. Okay. Freak out. Which is funny, because you know who you're dealing, since you ha- said you've listened to the, our show in the past, um, that I, it takes a lot to freak me out. So <laughs> the bar has been set high, because I have no problem with, like, foodborne parasites or illness. Sick kids don't scare me. <laughs> I don't clean my counters a lot. Kirsten gets on me on that a lot. Um, So it takes a lot to scare me. But we're happy to have you. And we like to learn new things. And we think you're bubbly and fun. So Have I ever told the story on the show when I caught you using my toothbrush to polish your rings? What? (laughs) Is this a true story? Oh, no. It's a total true story. And she, like, wasn't going to tell me. And I I swash her. I'm like, I brushed my teeth with that toothbrush, Graham. And she's like, but look how sparkly my rings are. (laughs) It's a homemaking tip. Okay, I'm wow. sorry. got to focus. Courtney, I'm sorry. Okay, let's start. Bring the fear smack down. Yeah, so um, I am give us a 30-second, uh, yeah, give us a 30-second, like, elevator pitch about what exactly you do, because it is so interesting, but it's hard to explain. Sure, yeah. So I am a mom and a wife, and I'm, like, a card-carrying member of the Crunchy Moms Club, so I was always interested sort of in doing things the more natural way, but I sort of stumbled upon this whole field of belief called building biology, which is the study of how um, buildings impact human health. And when I stumbled upon that, I was just like, I I could not learn enough. I mean, I have just been diving in as deep as you can go. And basically what it says is that, um, you know, we are in 
indoors, Americans anyways, 90% of our lives. And we're in our bedrooms alone for 30% of our lives. And, you know, there's a new field called epigenetics. We always thought, you know, if you had the marker for breast cancer, you were going to get breast cancer. And science has kind of come to understand that that's not exactly how health works. There's something called epigenetics, which means basically that, yes, your genetics plays a part. It kind of loads the gun. But it's your environment that pulls the trigger. And there's no more intimate environment that we have than our own homes. And so I'm kind of diving into um, the nitty gritty of, of everything that goes on inside of our homes, from air and water quality, um, from the furnishings and finishes that people use, cleaning products, um, lighting, electromagnetic fields from like your Wi-Fi router. Safety, of course, and maintenance are critical as well. Mold, moisture, microbes, toxins, kind of all, all of the things. Uh, anything that happens in your home, um, that's kind of what I'm talking about on wholesomehouses.com. Okay, I'm exhausted already. Okay, so you mentioned, <laughs> you mentioned the bedroom. Let's talk about yeah. that. That's where we're spending the most time. I will tell you, I got one of those beds. I won't use the brand name, but I got one of those beds that you know comes in like a little box. And mm-hmm. they said to let it air out for like an hour. They said to off gas it. That's what yeah, it's for, like, for like an hour, right? And and we we maybe gave it five or six hours. I have to tell you, both my husband and I, the first two or three nights, woke up in the morning with just pounding headaches, pounding mm-hmm. headaches. And then we got another one for my daughter, and we left it outside for like three days. So yeah. Anyway, but that's so you're probably will you recommend that or well. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's stunning and, and off gassing things outdoors is definitely a good strategy to getting some of the toxins out. But the interesting thing about mattresses is that they have extremely strict fire retardancy standards. Mm. And so, um, a, a mattress has to withstand, withstand 70 seconds of open flame, like straight up blowtorch flame, 70 mm. Seconds, and so if you can imagine like the chemical storm that exists inside of your bed to make something like that happen, I mean your bed, I'm guessing, is made out of you know cotton and wood, and you know the types of things that are extremely good tender. Um, so um, I, I've read things that that there are more petroleum-based chemicals in your mattress than in a barrel of crude oil. So, um, oh gosh, I like yeah, it, Courtney. I like it. <laughs> I know why I'm feeling very good about this. This is fascinating. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it's, um, it's intense. So uh, certainly I I would at least at minimum meet the manufacturer's recommendations. If they're telling you that you need to be airing it out for for a day or an hour or whatever it is, definitely be doing that. Um, but you know, personally, I would at least go a step further and putting, um, a mattress cover on it, something Mm -hmm. that's, you know, waterproof and allergen proof. That's going to hopefully, you know, lock some of that, uh, some of those chemicals inside. And maybe you can top it with like an organic cotton mattress pad or something like that. So you still have comfort and it doesn't feel like you're sleeping on, you know, a hospital bed. Okay. What are you sleeping on though? Cause I bet, I bet you a dollar that you're this money value. I bet you that you are not sleeping <laughs> on a regular mattress, are you? Yeah. So I wish that I could say that that was the case, but oh. like you guys, and, and this is what I actually really appreciate about your show is that you're trying to make it uh, applicable to, to real people. You know, I'm not independently wealthy and I don't know if you've ever looked at the, <laughs> the prices. Same space here, Courtney. <laughs> some of these natural beds, but they're, they're really cost prohibitive. I am actually in the process of shopping for a new bed right now. So you guys can expect something, some good information on wholesomehouses.com soon. But right now I, that is exactly what I'm doing. I have a oh. very traditional mattress that is, yeah. uh, that's wrapped in a, in a, in a good cover and then is topped with an organic mattress pad that you can just get off of Amazon. 
Okay. Yeah. Kirsten, I know we've talked about this on prior shows, but I'm just going to make a quick nod to the horsehair mattress. (laughs) (laughs) I grew up sleeping on a mattress made of horsehair, Courtney. But so that probably was not flame retardant. However, I do think it probably was organic. But then I I towed it around for 35 years because my dad wouldn't let me throw it out. So odds are the dust mites alone. Like, it's like, what will get you first? The direct hit from the blowtorch or the dust mites eating your skin? No, the direct direct hit from the blowtorch is the only thing that apparently won't get us. We have have 70 seconds to save ourselves from fire. So is that (laughs) when they say, like, the kids' footed pajamas are flame retardant? Is that what it means? You know, when you have a little toddler, those footed pajamas, does that mean it'll take a blowtorch for 70 seconds? Do not try this, listeners. Uh, yeah. Do not blow torture kids, <laughs> please. Yeah, no. Um, and you know, I, I wish that I knew the exact um, specifications that they require, but it's it's similar. And and like you said, it's it's children's pajamas, but they're it's only about half of them. So anytime that you have like really baggy pajamas for kids, they are required to have. Um, halogenated flame retardants in them of, of whatever sort, which have all been shown to cause things like um, autoimmune disease and even autism. It's just, just stuff that you don't want on your kids. It's it's <laughs> measurable in their bloodstream as soon as they wear them. So um, I would, yeah. So like those yeah. cute little, like, you know, when you think it's of just the, worst. The, the cute little footy pajamas, those are like going to kill your kids. Yeah, almost always. So whenever you're shopping, um, there's always going to be a little tag that will tell you it's, this has either been treated with flame retardant or it will warn you to wear them snug fitting because snug fitting pajamas, um, basically prevent the fire risk as well. And so that's what we have in our house. So no like baggy, like comfy pajamas. It's really just like tight fitting clothes. This is so interesting because it's kind of like every time you try to alleviate one risk, you just create another one. Like, oh, yes, it's none of us want yeah. our kids to burn up in fires or, you know, Certainly. or ourselves in our beds. But man, we've really kind of just traded problems. But also, I'll be Certainly. honest, like, I'll share something. Like, I very often buy clothes at, like, Target, maybe even Walmart sometimes. And, like, I'll throw them on my kids, on myself, and I'll never even wash them. I'll just rip the tags off and, like, straight mm-hmm. on. I know that grosses yeah. you out. But do, do you... Well, I'm just, I'm just saying it because I don't want people listening to get super scared. This is just so, knowledge. A hundred percent. And that, and that's something that I like to really talk about is, you know, like, let's not talk about, oh my gosh, our, our mattresses are made of crazy chemicals and not talk about a solution. So I definitely think that taking any step towards better health is better than doing nothing mm-hmm. at all. And I, I remember the exact moment that I got paralyzed with fear from this stuff. And it was when I learned that like crock pots can have lead in them. And I'm like, oh my God, like I'm trying to cook at home. I'm trying not to eat out. And like, I give up on this. It felt like just so overwhelming to me. And I really had to take a step back and realize, you know, like I said, don't let perfection be the enemy of better. Any of these, um, you know, tips or tricks that we're going to talk about today that you adopt is going to be better than, than doing nothing at all. Okay. okay as so long as some tips or tricks. Yeah. Let's do some tips or tricks. As long as we're talking about mattresses and pillows, um, I, we've, we learned on your website that these are breeding grounds for mites. Yes. So yes. What do we do about this too? So um, what I would suggest, and you can do, you know, what you did for your new mattress, the sun is excellent at killing anything. Um, If you can easily get your mattresses or your pillows probably easier outside into the sun for a day, half a day, that's probably going to be your best bet. If like me, your your mattress is on the third story of a building and it's going to be more difficult, you can use um, 
basically really hot water, a vapor steamer, and, and run it over the whole thing very slowly, and it will kill all of the mites in there. Hey guys, sorry to interrupt, but we do have a message from our sponsor. And today that is Green Chef. We are thrilled to be partnered with Green Chef. This is the third round um, that we have partnered with Green Chef. And if you're not familiar, what it is, Green Chef is a USDA certified organic company that makes eating well, easy and affordable with plans to fit every kind of lifestyle. Their meal plans include paleo, vegan, vegetarian, pescatarian, Mediterranean, heart smart, lean and clean, keto, I'm out of breath even talking about it, gluten-free and omnivore. Um, we are nuts about it. We, Kirsten and I are very lucky. We keep getting boxes of food oh, showing up at our door. It is the best, especially now that I'm fake gluten-free. Guys, I'm pretending to be gluten-free. <laughs> <laughs> There's no medical reason except for that it just makes life easier. So anyhow, um, I got the gluten-free box and I have to say mine was so good. I, I got to try the spiced pork burrito bowl. I love a good bowl. And you know what it was? The rice. Oh, it was cauliflower rice. It was kind of awesome. Mine was delicious. It was really good. That's, Yeah, that's cool. I mean, I actually took the omnivore and I did the chicken pho with veggies. I mean, you feel like you're making a restaurant dinner. I think that's really what comes down to it. But basically what happens is Yeah, that's exactly what it is, is you have to pretend like you're going to a restaurant and not Mm cooking. It's just like, that's what it's like. It's like you just got takeout, only it didn't have to sit in a weird takeout box or you have a beautiful plated dinner which my dinners never look beautifully plated but that's kind of you feel like you've kicked it up about 25 notches but basically the reason that happens is because you get ingredients that come pre-measured perfectly proportioned and mostly prepped for you and the recipes basically include sauces dressing spices so you can kind of get more flavor in a lot less time and if for some reason you want to change it up you can switch up your meal plan whenever you're ready to try a new way to eat with green chef it's basically easy to eat well and discover new recipes every week that you're going to like pretty much love cooking right it'll make your 2019 goals easier with dinner options that work around your lifestyle not the other way around which is so fabulous so we of course have a special deal for our listeners for $50 off your first box of Green Chef go to greenchef.us slash wh podcast again you're going to save $50 off your first box if you go to greenchef.us slash WH podcast. So the promo code is WH podcast as in welcome home podcast. Um, It's a great deal. If you've been thinking about it, now is the time to give it a try and save that $50. Thank you, Green Chef. Let's talk about laundry. There's a lot I feel like to talk about with laundry. Okay. Um, So commercial laundry detergents are full of a whole lot of undisclosed and un- told chemicals. Um, I would definitely suggest at least at the very least, you know, shopping in the more natural section. Um, But you can even use things like soap nuts, which are just literally nuts off of a tree that saponify in your wash and clean your clothes. So um, I would suggest something like that. In terms of dryer sheets, same thing, a very good, there are natural dryer sheets, but also um, wool balls work well in terms of getting rid of static clean. You can put, you know, a couple of dabs of essential oils on there if you care about the smell, um, and and you can do that all naturally. One of the biggest things, though, one of the biggest recommendations I have for laundry is every time that you're emptying your lint filter Mm -hmm. is to do that outside, just right outside the house do it out there because the things in in your lint are absolutely astonishing from pesticides 
poop particles, um, chemicals, just things that you what? do not want to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, I actually, cleaning my lint remover is like one of my actually great joys in my life. Because Me too. I, I, I love like, cleaning lint. I have, like, what? Oh, it, I don't know. It just feels like you once were dirty and now you're clean. And it's just <laughs> yeah. like, or like I getting don't know. It's like a very good time when I'm sitting there with my poop particles. What the heck? Yeah. Well, it yeah, so, on your underwear. I mean, like, and then they wash it off. I thought it just went all off in the washing machine. It's yeah, not so, our underwear, Graham, by the way. Well, the kids and, under clearly. <laughs> and then think about, you know, those flame retardant pajamas that you've thrown in there. This is, you know, antimony and perfluorinated compounds and things that like do not break down with heat. And so this is the stuff that you're pulling off with your lint. And again, you're just like reintroducing into your household air, unless you're just stepping, like I said, outside, pulling it off and throwing it away out there. Oh my goodness. But then it turns into compost, and then it's on your tomatoes, and then your tomatoes. <laughs> damned if you do, damned if you don't. No, I'm listening. Right? I'm not, this is very interesting. Poop particles. Okay, so what else about what else do we need to know about washers and dryers? Oh wait, by the way, I want to just go back for a second. Those dryer balls you mentioned, you know, they have them at mm-hmm. Trader Joe's now, since Trader Joe's is the unofficial, unpaying sponsor of our show. They oh. really should. Mm-hmm. But okay, but yeah, so washing machines. Uh, I know mold is a big thing on washing. Yeah. Machines front-loading yeah. especially, right? What do we do about that? Because I do feel like that is kind of gross. Yeah, it is really gross. And if you're anything like me, you're like, ah, I've been washing clothes since I was like 13. Like I've got this. And so you take that manual and you just kind of toss it aside, never to be seen again. Um, I would highly suggest you actually look at it and, and follow the cleaning guidelines. Your front loader probably has a gasket that needs to get pulled out and replaced mm-hmm. um, probably more frequently than you think. Um, but front loaders, like you said, are notorious for collecting mold. Um, top loaders as well, but front loaders even more so Mm -hmm. because they have to be like sealed um, against Mm -hmm. the water coming out. And so um, some suggestions for that would be to let it dry. Every time that you do a load of laundry, don't then just close the door and let it like mold out. I'm going to give myself a plus on that one. I am a wacko. My door is open. Yeah, it's like my welcome home. That's how I welcome home my washing machine. <laughs> my door is always open. <laughs> and if anyone tries to close it, yeah, and I've had it for years and years. And honestly, there's no mold or mildew to be found. I'm very good about doing that. And I actually do a yeah. good job cleaning my washing machine. Like the guy yep. who installed it taught me how to do it. I think there's a lot to learn when people install stuff. I think it's worth taking the 15 minutes with the people coming to your home, you know, to help you, whatever, when Lowe's delivered it. And they told me like, clean this out, clean this out, do this. And I just do it because I know. Yep. But that leads me to what you're, what we have next on the outline is something that I did not know and talking about the refrigerator and the drip pan. Yes. Yeah. So (laughs) it is like a high school chemistry experiment gone wrong. It is literally a Petri dish in your kitchen. Most people don't even know that they have a drip pan and it's literally just to collect like the condensate that falls from the, you know, evaporator coils. I mean, it's, it depends on your model, but it's usually like just below your refrigerator. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you're like most people, you've never pulled it out. So it's full of food and water and therefore, you know, the perfect breeding breeding grounds for mold. Um, And so I would suggest you, you know, Google your model number, find where your drip pan is, pull it out, be horrified, (laughs) take it outside and clean it, and then fill the whole thing with just cheap, like a box of Epsom salt will work great for like microbial protection in the future so that you don't, you know, recreate the science experiment that you just found. 
And then how often should you clean it? Like once every six months? Just kind of? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, twice a year is perfect. Okay. That's Set a Google good. reminder. I like this. This is fun. This is good information. Okay. Yeah. Actually, this, this isn't is as scary as I thought it would be. Yeah. Um, I just called a plumber the other day because I had a shower that mysteriously we turned on and wasn't working. And um, the plumber shows up and he goes, have you ever cleaned the little like mesh screen? <laughs> Which is called, Graham, use the proper name. The aerator. So the aerator. I didn't know that was a thing, but of course he just literally rinsed it out underwater, cleaned out the mesh screen, and that voila. That seems like it should be self-cleaning. Like, as you say, rinsed it out with water. Like, isn't that its entire purpose in life is to be rinsed <laughs> But it is a filter, so it catches everything on the other side, and then all of, you know, what you consider clean water is then running through, you know, whatever gunk is on the other side. So, yeah, like Graham said, you know, once every quarter or whatever, you know, it's a good idea to just pop those things off, um, especially in high use areas and, and rinse them. You can pop them in some, some vinegar, you know, my favorite vodka spray and, and clean it, disinfect it and throw it back on. Wait a minute. You love vodka spray and we love vodka. No, um, we love the clean. <laughs> guest on one time and she talked about throwing a dash of vodka in something. Now we're all, I bet every good welcome home listener loves vinegar. So like, we're not even going to waste our time with vinegar. Let's talk about the new heavy hitter. Vodka. Yes. Oh <laughs> girls. If you're not on the vodka train yet, I don't think we're get on the vodka train. train. Oh yes, yes, yes. So it, um, to me, vinegar, it, honestly, it serves a lot of purposes and gosh, I love it in terms of Pinterest ideas, but I can't stand the smell. I don't like my house smelling like pickles. I just, I just don't enjoy it at all. <laughs> and so, um, instead I learned from a botany professor back in college to use vodka. It kills all microbes known under, under the sun. And, you know, you can use it on your, your toilet seats. I use it as just like an all purpose spray on my kitchen counters. After I'm done doing dishes, I'll just spray my sponge with it. It's, it, I mean, it's perfect. It's cheap. Just find the absolute cheapest handle of vodka that you can find. Nice. And a word to the wise, don't call it vodka in front of your kids because now anytime my like toothbrush falls on the floor, like my three-year-olds will say, oh, we need to go get the vodka. And, you know, I don't know that that sounds so good. So, you know, maybe just call it the cleaner spray or whatever, <laughs> but it works really well. Do you put some essential oil in there? So you just take like a spritz bottle, put some vodka, maybe. Well, you're just doing straight things. vodka. Yeah. Really? So nice. I wish, I, I'm terrible about this. I wish that I could give you a better recipe, but yeah, you can use straight vodka. You can throw in, you can dilute it about by half with, um, distilled water. If you want to, you can throw some, or, or just sparkling water and call it a day. <laughs> right. Right. This is sounding like a delicious cocktail. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then your house smells like a Moscow mule instead of a, instead of a pickle. Which cool. which um which essential oils do you use? Are you using it just for like giving it so it doesn't smell like vodka everywhere? Or because vodka does have a little bit of a medicinal smell. I mean, I get it that it's better than vinegar, but is are you just using the essential oil for um to give it a nicer smell, or is yeah. there like another cleaning purpose? So there's really nothing, just about nothing that vodka can't kill. So like the 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 medicinal purpose of an essential oil is sort of negligible. It's really just if you, if you don't like the smell of spraying vodka everywhere. Got it. Okay. And which one just out of curiosity do you use? I don't use essential oils. Oh, I, okay. I, so your I, house just smells like vodka. Oh yeah. 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 It sounds like, a, it smells like a party at my house. <laughs> <laughs> That's hysterical. Okay. So what about, um, 
gosh, you know, the stuff that it's not new or groundbreaking, but like changing HVAC units, UV filters, like what, what are we, what are we thinking about those? What are we doing wrong there that we think we're doing right? Yeah. So um, I, I think just really getting on a schedule, I feel like most people aren't regularly changing their filters. And like you said, this is just a breeding ground for, um, filth, all manners of filth. Um, and so you definitely want to make sure that you're changing those, whether you have, uh, like you said, a Google reminder or now they have um, filter delivery services. So, you know, if you, if you just can't be bothered with a Google reminder, they will just send it to your door when you're ready um, to change your filter out. So you can do something like that. But I heard you mention UV filters. And with that, um, you know, I, I think that the verdict's still out probably, but they probably are going to work better in a commercial building than in a residential building. And it's just because of the amount of time that it has, you know, in contact with the UV filter. So you can have, you know, 18 feet of UV filter in a commercial building where it actually is having time to come in contact with the, uh, with the microbes and kill them. Whereas in a residential setting, it, it's just not making enough contact with the air to really um, be, be worth it. Okay, wait, just to clarify, I just said UV filter because Graham put it on the outline. I don't even know what that means. Is that, is that? <laughs> I'll tell you. So, so it's literally, we, sorry, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. House, no, when we bought our house, it was in our HVAC unit. So it's a special light bulb that what theoretically as the air moves through the system, it's like heated by the UV filter, thus killing, I mean, what they say is, you know, any kind of microbes, right? Or flu-like you know, just particulates in the air that cause kind of respiratory issues. I mean, that's how it's sold, right? And you have to pay yep. extra for these UV light bulbs or light, it. whatever it is. And we waited until ours burned out and then haven't replaced them yet. But I've got it on my to-do list. But if you're saying, Courtney, that it, you're not feeling good about it, I don't know. I mean, you're clearly the best expert we could find. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it just it's, it just simply doesn't, you know, have enough contact time with the air to to kill mm -hmm. anything. UV, like I said, that's right. the same reason that we would take our mattress outside. The UV from the sun is very effective, germicidal. Mm -hmm. It will kill things, but it has to have enough time to do so. And so, you know, UV filters in your, in your HVAC system are really good if you want to feel like there's a party in there because it's going to glow up like a, like a black light. But mm -hmm. um, it, in terms of actual effectiveness, um, you know, I, I just don't think that it's there. Okay. Um, so can I share a fun story that happened to me and Kirsten? Cause I think it's time for a fun story. Um, I would love we, it. we lived in a house in college and it was a terrible home, but I think we paid, you know, our, each of our shares was like $150 a month to live in this house. And we had a terrible smell for many years at what, well, not many years for the whole school For the year. whole year. Right. We had a party and someone's like, your house stinks. And I gave them a whole talk about like, when someone invites you to a party, you don't say yeah. their house stinks. It's really rude. And we did smell it, but we were kids and we had no idea how to take care of it. Just house. lit a candle, light a scent and candle. It's fine. Yeah, you're right. And I remember this girl came because of course, like back then people loaned you furniture. Like, ah, it's too big to move. Like you can borrow my hutch to keep your dishes in that your parents have given you. And so she came and she took her hutch and underneath the hutch, this is so gross. There was a bird that had been dead for so long that it was like a... <sighs> skeleton it was a skeleton <laughs> bird and this is so gross I'm sorry cover your ears if you're snacking while podcasting there were maggots on it and it was so, but it was like <gasps> clean bones and maggots and it had flown it was, under the hutch and just died there for like like oh, seven wow. months prior <laughs> I guess, Grim, did you bring that up like, to talk about 
I don't, I don't even know how that's going to help our listeners. Like if well, they don't have dead birds. Okay. So, well, Courtney, I've, I like to listen to what you're saying and think about ways that I can make it applicable to my life. So I was thinking like, well, this is something that happened to us yesterday. Um, me and my husband were moving some furniture around because we're trying to like open up some wall space. And I had to take down like a picture off the wall, right? I mean, things that like you could go for years and years and years without moving. So I took down this random picture. Now, kid you not, we have a moth problem. We just do. Anyway, it was like a moth graveyard behind this one thing. And they were like, well, and I'm sitting there thinking to myself, I get these like aha things that happen to me a lot. Like you're saying, like you open up the Petri dish under the fridge and you're like, oh man, miss that. You know, right. that happens to me with frequent regularity. <laughs> <laughs> and often with dead and dying animals. That's, in, that's interesting. Not yeah. often. That was a one, that was a one-off. <laughs> that was a one-off. <laughs> one time. <laughs> but I'm, I'm thinking you're making a good point, right? Like maybe analyze the workhorses in your home, right? Your refrigerator. Like for example, when was the last time I ever cleaned under my stove. But you know what happens when your stove breaks and they come to like put in a new one, you literally, they pull the stove out of the wall and you're, and you, and you find like years and years of old toys. It's like an archeological dig back there. But like what you're saying every now and then, absolutely. sense to like move the, you know, like think about these big pieces or just move things around. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and regular cleaning and maintenance is is an important component of a healthy home. So you know, it doesn't really matter if you bought a seven thousand dollar organic mattress if you don't have a fire extinguisher, if you if you don't check for the petri dish under your under your um, refrigerator. So the, like you said, yeah, absolutely, getting on a regular cleaning and maintenance schedule is is critical to having a healthy and safe home. Okay, I want to talk about some of the tech stuff because yes, I I think all I think everything you're saying has so far just been right on, and you know you're giving us some really good strategies. But this tech stuff, I feel like, um, you know, I feel like we can't. I don't even know if we can avoid it. And I remember being a little girl, and you know, it was so much fun to put a marshmallow in the microwave and you just watch it get really big, and just my eyes glued to the microwave, and my parents being like, <laughs> "Don't look at the microwave," because you know we were all worried about microwave rays. I don't know, coming out and melting our brains. And I have still friends who don't have microwaves in their house. Um, but now with phones and like you mentioned with wireless routers and all these sort of things we're not able to see, but we know they're in the air through things that are so far above my pay grade. But can you mm -hmm. talk about that? What are these real risks? Are these pretend risks? I mean, there's so many sleep apps that they're like, you know, mm -hmm. put the app next to your bed and monitor your sleep. Yeah. It's like, wait, yeah. should we? Because I thought I wasn't supposed to have my phone on my head. Anyway, talk to us about all that stuff. Yeah, no, 100%. And, and you hit the nail on the head. Because it's invisible, I think that a lot of people think that it's perfectly safe. We keep rolling out these new technologies, and there's a, a new smart this and a new smart that. And, you know, certainly somebody is paying attention to the safety ramifications of this. And the alarming truth is that no, nobody is. Um, well, you, know, you are. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. But, um, you know, it, it takes a, a massive public outcry. And unfortunately, mm -hmm. a lot of people getting really sick before that we make changes mm -hmm. in these types of policies. And, um, you know, there's been a lot of research done, but, um, you know, these, these, not it's called non-native EMF, and so you know the the Earth itself gives off an electric and magnetic field, um, but outside of that, man-made EMF we call non-native EMF, and the amount that it has grown in the last ten years, you guys are not going to believe this, is one quintillion times more than the one with sixteen zeros 
from 10 years ago. Oh um, and so the, the, the electromagnetic soup that we all live in is absolutely um, appalling, honestly, and, and we were not designed this way. And so the, the more that you can do to eliminate that in your own home, the better off you're going to be. And so that's going to mean paying attention to things like your Wi-Fi router. Now, I love Wi-Fi as much as the next girl. <laughs> it's very convenient in my life, but there's absolutely no reason for you to be sleeping with it on. When nobody's using the Wi-Fi router, you should turn it off. And if that's, you know, too much to ask, you can just put it like on a Christmas light timer. They're $10 on Amazon and it'll turn itself off at, you know, 11 o'clock every single night and you don't ever have to think about it again. That's my first tip. My second that's tip is so going to be just to un... Yeah. Yeah. And it's really simple. And, and, you know, when you're sleeping, that's when your body is healing itself. That's when it's doing all of the cleanup that getting rid of, rid of cellular waste. And if it's currently being bombarded with EMF, um, it, it's really terrible for you. It disrupts your sleep. It disrupts your hormone production. It causes all sorts of things. And so, you know, at night, especially it's important to, um, keep all these things at bay. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, like I said, putting things on a Wi-Fi router, but during the day, even, um, unplugging things when they're not in use. Now you can't obviously do this with your refrigerator, but with most of your appliances, you can. Um, I have a video on my Facebook you can check out um, where I, there's a smart TV that's off and I show you with a meter how it is just literally bombarding you day and night um, when it's off and it's just because it's plugged in and it's constantly looking for a signal. And so um, just unplugging your, you know, your big smart TV will take you a long way in reducing the electromagnetic um, pollution in your own home. If anyone, since we need to wrap up, this is fascinating, wants to get a little more information, obviously we know they can go to your website, wholesomehouses.com, right? That's correct? Yeah, absolutely. I would love okay. for you to visit me there. But do you have any other um, resources or kind of places that could direct people who want a little more information? Because this is, this is, you know, tricky because I feel like many of us, we're just trying to like swim against the current. Yeah. Well, said. yeah. And, and one thing that I would recommend um, is um, finding a, a certified building biologist. If anything that I said really interests you and you're, you're concerned about the unique health challenges in your own home, um, I would highly suggest that you, you hire an environmental consultant or a building biologist who can come out and take measurements in your house and help you make, you know, the specific changes that are your, unique to your home. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's, that's great. Um, this has been really good. I really appreciate this. And, you know, it's, it's not when we first were going to record with you, we were both a little bit like, oh, gosh, is this going to, you know, just stress us out? And, and really, these are not a lot of these tips are not. Um, they're nothing outlandish. They're really doable. And if it could really yeah. make a difference in our health, like why wouldn't we do that? Why wouldn't we do that for Absolutely. a kid? So yeah. I love this. Thank you, Courtney. It was great to get yeah. to meet I really enjoyed it. Thanks, you guys. Have a great day. You Bye, too. Courtney. Graham, you're supposed to say welcome home. Welcome home. <laughs> 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 Courtney, that was awesome. <laughs>